0: The Soul Source Podcast. I'm your host, Raquel Amell. Soul Source exists to share the stories that are shaping our world today. We go straight to the source of information to give you the best insights on topics and to show you what's being done about these issues, as well as how you can help to make a difference. We're bringing you experts in healthcare, gender issues, race relations, climate concerns, cultural shifts, and so much more. So buckle up, Soul Source Society, because we're just getting started.
1: Like technology is suddenly becoming the thing that it's supposed
0: to be. And that is connecting people Hey, and thank you for tuning into Soul SoulSource. I'm your host Raquel Lomel and I am so excited for our guest today. It's someone I personally really admire and she is just one of the coolest people. She is chief meteorologist at one of the major networks, the first female chief meteorologist. She's also a published author, millions of followers on social media and just overall a really cool person. Ginger Z from ABC Network, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you being here. And I really want to talk with you about a lot of different things. I know you were supposed to be in Northeast Wisconsin this week, and then COVID 19 happened, and plans have changed. So, first off, I've seen, I've been following your social media, and I've seen that you actually had COVID 19. Can you talk with me a little bit about that experience and what happened?
1: Yes, so we were presumed positive. Um, my son's school had two t- positive cases, including his direct teacher. And we didn't realize it, but that first week, um, Miles, his little brother, who goes to the school and high fives all the teachers every day, um, started showing the symptoms by GI, but we didn't realize that people had that. So we just thought he had some sort of stomach bug. Um, and he had that for about four days. And then Adrian, during that last day of Miles's got headaches and fever for two days. And then our nanny, uh, who goes into the school just as much as we do, she was sick. She lost her sense of taste and smell. She had high fevers and all of the case. And then I got it. And then my husband got it. So we had all of the symptoms. And really today is the first day um, where I had the weekend where I didn't take Tylenol. And it was the first day that I was back and I was actually feeling very much alive in myself. So we can't 100% know, but pretty pretty sure.
0: <laughs> my goodness. I'm, well, I'm so glad you're feeling better today. The scary part about this is how it's so different for everybody. Like you mentioned with your son, it's just how ha- it's so hard to know.
1: Yeah, it is. I and mean, I think the reason I know, and, and why I know in my heart is number one, we had the close proximity to the positive case, but then also since we all were sick. And then we had, um, the aches for me, the body aches and the headaches were very consistent with what everybody has said. And I had those for a good eight days and they definitely did kind of a roller coaster where I've had so I've had the flu a couple times in my life and the fever with the flu was much higher for me. Um, and I was much more uncomfortable. I would say with the flu for a shorter time, this was prolonged. It was just kind of like, you could not believe it was still happening. Your body felt drained. And, um, you know, as much as everybody has inconsistencies in their symptoms, I think we were consistent enough to, uh, to have that. And you'll see my son pop in and out of here. <laughs> He's just doing his homework. These a little
0: Co-helper here with the interview. (laughs) Um, So to that point of what would you want people to know? I mean, having experienced this yourself, what is the one thing? I know some people still out there don't think that this will be as serious as they're hearing in the news. You've lived it now. So I guess what would you say? Um,
1: I think that's, you know, it's hard for me to even realize that people still feel that way because here in New York, we're in such a different case where everybody is... I think, taking it very seriously because we've had such a horrible, horrible experience in the city and even outside. We live outside of the city. And in our county alone, we've had 50 deaths, um, you know, just in the last two weeks. And so I think taking it seriously, you have to. I mean, especially anybody. I think about my mom. I think about... um, you know, my stepfather who has had heart issues, my um, father-in-law who has had heart issues. These are the people that even just, it it is already shown anecdotally in the science that these are the people that could be impacted, um, that we could lose because of this. So as much as everybody wants to compare it to a flu or to anything else, because that's natural, there's so many parallels with what people do with weather. It's interesting with natural disasters, because, Everybody wants to say, well, you know, it's not going to be Harvey or it's not going to be Katrina. Every storm and every virus is different um, and they all have the things that you have to be aware of. It's still a hurricane. That's what I always tell people, like no matter what, whether it's a category one or a category five. And I think this is our category five of viruses because we know so little which is unlike a hurricane. Hurricanes still present the same way in a lot of ways. Um, we just know so little about this virus and so much to learn. And it has such capability of spreading so quickly. That's what we've seen. So I would highly uh, hope that uh, you know, everybody starts to, if they haven't already taken it very seriously, just for the sake of others, if not yourself.
0: For sure, and that parallel you made with a hurricane is such a good one. I it's such a good way of laying it out. There's a lot of parallels with science, like how people just the science we do know
1: uh, with this virus, people for some reason don't want to believe it, and it's like nope, that's that's science. So I think that's the hard part in meteorology. That is the case too, where yes there's variabilities but we're giving you the information that we have our technology and our science has come so far it's hard for me to watch these you know the medical field now deal with the same kind of the naysayers and all of the things that we see in weather so there's a lot of parallels unfortunately in that
0: way it is hard to argue with science because it's such a fact based thing yeah So I want to talk with you a little bit about just your book. You have a book out. It's called Natural Disaster. It's your memoir. And I was reading this, and I was blown away at some of the similarities between what I was reading in your book and what's going on here with COVID-19. But I want to know how you came up with that title, Ginger, Natural Disaster. What made you go and do that? So that was the
1: easiest title ever to write, because that's exactly (laughs) who I am. Um, I cover them, and I am one, because that's the true... Uh, reality of my life, the parallels that have happened is every storm I go to, I'm the first person people see. I am uh, right in their face after a tornado takes their home and their daughter, you know, something so drastic, and I am right there. And I've been able to study in a strange way how people react after a storm. And storms, are not just in our atmosphere that are in our life. And I've been able to make these parallels with what I see out in the field covering the storms with what I've dealt mm-hmm. with in my own life. And that's really what the book is about, is about at the end people go, usually when I show up they're in shock and then they go through kind of like a, either a sadness or a anger phase. And they, it's like seven, you know, parts of seven grief, stages of grief. Yeah. and at the end they get to the gratitude. And you'll see that people will say, oh, they're coming together. And it's so cliche, but it's true. If it's a flood or if it's a wildfire, if it's a hurricane, if it's a tornado, it doesn't matter because I've seen every single one, dozens of times, everybody acts the same. Humans act the same. And that's what gave me the first indication that I wasn't alone because I started applying all of those to the things that have happened in my life, to the actual personal disasters that I've dealt with. And I came up with the one mantra that has gotten me through it all. And that's that storms and clouds can't last forever. They can't and they won't. It's not how the atmosphere works and it's not how life works. So as dark as it might be, there has to be sunshine. Sunshine is necessary to make a tornado tornado has to go away and leave room for sun, sunshine. It's, it's, you know, for my science mind, that's what makes the most sense. And that's what helps me
0: get through um, in some of those moments. That's just the comparisons are incredible and natural disasters. They don't have to be weather. We're living in one right now with COVID-19. And what is it about these natural disasters? You mentioned a couple and this one now, what is it about these that humbles people and makes you really take things into perspective? It is
1: the, basis of life right so it takes you down it, it it gets rid of all the superfluous things and it settles you and focuses you and makes you really sit and and not just live in the moment but observe the moment um figure out what is important i i'm still dealing with this in this covid thing as i think everybody else is because we're at the beginning of it um, right. It's such a crisis. And it's so this is what's different is in a storm. It's usually most of them are pretty fast. You know, you lose your home and your loved one in an instant. And even if you know it's coming, it happens very fast. This is like a slow, fear driven um it is a little different that way. Uh, you can protect yourself. That's the similarity, but there's, there's so many unknowns that I'm still trying to figure out, you know, the economic impact. the, I worry so much about the people I know in my life that have lost their jobs that have, um, what that's going to end up doing down the road, even in our own jobs. I don't know where I'm going to be at in six months. If they're going to say, you know what, we're just going to do without weather. It just doesn't work (laughs) for right now. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of questions I have. So I think being able to focus is the positive being there's a lot of great things that come out of it. Um, But then the preparation, it's like it's a jolt and a change from from what we were all seeing. So I'm going to take it just as seriously as everyone else, but then play in the backyard with my boys and enjoy every second of it.
0: Try to for sure. Do you think I'm just curious, do you think there will be some changes or some, usually I feel like when a natural disaster happens is a big thing and it causes change and that changes, something changes as a result of that. So do you think something culturally will change as a result of this pandemic? Yeah, no
1: question. I think that our culture, our world changed already. So I think it's happening. Mm-hmm. I think that there will be really great changes. I worry though, I have a two and a four year old and I think, they're never going to know what life was like before this, you know, they're never going to remember that life. And um, I don't know, it's maybe as silly, but it's like the Gatsby or flappers or the roaring twenties and then going into depression. I'm sure during that time, there were parents that felt this very same thing. Like they're never going to know. And I try to think to myself, is that me in a fringy skirt dancing? Is it, is it that frivolous that I'm thinking of or is it something more uh, serious in their life. You know, I don't want them to have to worry about touching everything and wearing masks to stores every day. But if that's the world that they grow up in, maybe that's just the world they'll know it's different for us, but it may mean, you know, maybe it doesn't make life, doesn't take away the important things that we have here. It's not war. I keep trying to remind myself that it's not, you know, this is a virus. It's something that is one also similarity in a disaster, natural disaster, Weather is given a lot more grace because it's nature, you know, and I think we have to realize this is nature. The problem is, is there's a lot of human choices that go around, <laughs> around it that have great impact. So it will absolutely change our culture. I think there's a lot of great ways. I hope that it, we can come out of it and find some semblance of what we're all comfortable with um, soon.
0: And you talked about the seven stages of grief. And the last thing that you talk about in your book is gratitude. And I think it's important to keep gratitude in perspective with what is going on right now. How do you stay gracious or have gratitude in light of everything that's happening? And why is that so important? So every
1: morning I write on my shower wall, um, something that I'm grateful for and it doesn't have to be something super deep. Some mornings I just write my teeth. I mean, something as easy as that, but I am really grateful for my teeth. Um, Uh Or it can be something much heavier. My mom, you know, something where I really think, and it's kind of like in yoga, you set an intention for the day. You give attention to that one thing. And I think gratitude as small as that is important. And it, and it leads you to thinking that way throughout the day. I also write on my wall, a goal of what I intend to do with my time. And so usually those two try to, you know, relate. Um, I think gratitude is so, it's almost overplayed at this point. People are like, oh, I'm so appreciative. Oh, I'm so grateful. I'm blessed. It is important though. The more you live in gratitude, the more you say it, the more you speak it into everything, it doesn't leave room for the negative, right? And so you, when you're, when you find what you're grateful for, you can't be thinking about what you need or you want or you wish or, you know, like gratitude anchors you and how in the, in the best possible way where it anchors you and gives you that platform for the next step anyway. You don't even have to think about it. It's just already set up for you. Um, and that's something that I'm trying to I try to teach my son. Uh, that's four the two year olds a little too young, but we do every night. What are you grateful for? And every morning he wakes up. And so it's just a little button on the day. Um, much like prayer, you know, and I think there's a lot Mm -hmm. that goes on that I think that we can relate to and why religion works in different ways for different people. But the religion of
0: gratitude is something that we're practicing here. That's awesome. I know I've had time to like reflect through all of this and, and gratitude is really, truly something you really start to realize what you're thankful for or what you appreciate in life. Like I've been talking to my parents more now than I have most of the time when I'm working.
1: Oh, we do. We FaceTime way more. We've got um we just I I did a Zoom like happy hour call with my friends and even when you're at happy hour, real happy hour, not that we ever had that opportunity to do because we work weird hours, but yeah. it was so more engaged. It was the opposite of what phones were doing before. It's like technology is suddenly becoming the thing that it's supposed to be and that is connecting people. Making them live and be in the present with each other and share ideas and have that conversation that maybe we weren't able to have because we had too many other distractions and too many other things that weren't la- allowing us to focus. Now we're focused. Now we're mm-hmm. here. And we were having, we had the best time. We laughed so hard. We, you know, and, and having, and it made me grateful that I had those friends to do that with.
0: Yeah, it's because before it was like you would go and you would do happy hour. and You'd be on your phone the whole time. I feel like that was everybody was always on their phones. And now and it'll be so awesome to see. When we out of this. <laughs> yeah. Yes, right. And I just think when we come out of this, too, when people do get back together, there'll be a new appreciation for that. And I really hope that, you know, we keep that going. Thank you, Ginger, so much for taking the time to talk with me today. I really appreciate you sharing everything. And I think the advice you gave is really, really great. I really hope we get to do this again.
1: I hope so. Thank you, Raquel. Hopefully I see you in Ashkosh sometime soon. <laughs> Sounds
0: good. Thanks, Ginger. Right, okay, bye. Guys, if you like this interview, don't go anywhere because this was only part one of a two-part interview with Ginger Z. We're digging deeper into her life in the coming weeks, and we're gonna talk about her battle with depression and abusive relationships, and overall, just what she wants people to know about her. So stay tuned into SoulSource because that is coming your way. It's going to be a really, really good episode, and I promise you're not gonna to wanna to miss it. If you're not subscribed to SoulSource yet, what are you waiting for? You can find us on major apps where podcasts are hosted, including Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Go on and give us a review, and. Also subscribe to our show, share the show with a friend. If there's something you like, and if there's something you want us to talk about, just let us know. You can find us on our Facebook page called the soul source society. It's our secret Facebook page that we interact with listeners on share special content only seen in that group. Talk about shows, get ideas for future podcasts. And overall, we just have a good time. That's soul source society on Facebook. We hope to see you there. SoulSource is brought to you by Red Shoes, Inc., a leading agency specializing in crisis and strategic communications, media relations, social media, and so much more. To learn more about SoulSource and Red Shoes, visit us at redshoesinc.com.